Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Film Trooper Presents Film Marketing Fridays. And um, I'm your host, Scott McMahon, if my face pops up on screen. Oh, there it is. And I have my uh, lower thirds there. I'm a fellow film trooper over at filmtrooper.com where we try to help filmmakers become entrepreneurs. And for those of you who are new to Film Marketing Fridays, the idea here is it's a live Google Hangout session and you can um, throw up a question. There should be like a Q&A button someplace that what you're watching. And um, I just try to do my best to field some questions in terms of film marketing. Um, definitely not an expert, but I am very passionate about the subject and do my best to curate the best um, answers I can find about the subject. And the reason we focus on film marketing is because film production is no longer a barrier because anyone can make a film, a feature film with the tools that are available today. Um, like I did this uh, thing back here, the cube was made for $500 without a crew. It's a feature film. It's on a Vimeo on demand. And that leaves us to the next section, which was, um, film di distribution is no longer a barrier because, um, you know, now we have things like Vimeo and demand and VHX TV. And if you want to pay an aggregator, you can get your film onto iTunes and Amazon and Netflix and so on. Um, so all these barriers have been broken down, but still the last barrier for all Uber independent filmmakers is marketing because we have to get people to know about our films and we have to break through the noise of the internet because there's so much content. And so that's what we explore here on film marketing Fridays. But today, um, session i'm going to talk about really just kind of a fun um article that popped up online that got a lot of people talking in the indie film um communities um so we'll get to the slideshow right now so i'll click over back to the slideshow okay you should be able to see that cool yes so what's today's topic iron man <laughs> and um more specifically um, right or wrong. And what happened here was Robert Downey Jr. Um, there was an article that came out in which explains like why Robert Downey Jr. hates indie film. Now here's the fun thing. I'm going to play the audio the best I can through my iPhone into this microphone. It might sound crappy, but, um, it'll go coincide with what's what you actually see on screen. So here we go. See if it, see if this works. a craving after you finish wrapping one of these just to make like a like five hundred thousand dollar budget indie movie no <laughs> <laughs> why because they're exhausting and sometimes they suck and then you just go what was i thinking but i'm interested in doing all different kinds of movies sometimes the little movies are the ones that wind up taking the most out of you because mm -hmm. they're like, Hey man, we're just running a couple of days behind. Do you think you can stay through your birthday and then come back on the 4th of July? And by the way, uh, could you like the crew, could you pay for the crap service for the day? And oh, by the way, man, when we go to Sundance, it's like, can we just sit you in a chair and you can sell this for six days in a row so that we'll make 180 bucks when it opens in one theater. God, this is so powerful what we're doing. What do you think of the movie? You saw it last night. I think it's mediocre. Isn't it the greatest? <laughs> Man, this everyone's an artist here. Actually, most of you are kind of inexperienced and lame. There's your answer, Jessica. <laughs> well, okay then. What kind of mood are you in today? Uh, indie mood. All right. So <laughs> I guess that sums it up. Um, let me see here. As I go back to my my head my big fat head here um so needless to say uh this article it was shown on different blogs it's in the world of blogging like it's hard to find out actually who wrote the article because people grab that article and they put it onto their own blogs and and whoever's grabbing what um whatever form of the blog they found they're sharing it on twitter they're sharing it on uh facebook and it uh promotes comments because uh you know like you're on facebook you might grab a blog, an article, and you might just throw your two cents into um, the top headline of your post, like saying, like, for instance, there's uh, I read somewhere on Facebook in one of the uh, independent film communities. It was basically F you, Iron Man. <laughs> and the other ones were like, hmm, like, it's just interesting, like everybody had a different take on uh, what Robert Downey Jr. had to say. 
And then it really incited some great conversations in the comment sections, as you can imagine. But let's go back to the uh, slides because there is um, a whole reasoning behind this. So I switch back over to the slides. And you see that. So the rea the thing is, is if you heard that, um, the question is, what you know, what is your gut reaction when you heard when you heard it? Um, if I go back real quick, we can. Uh, whoops, no, this one here. Sorry, a little slow in my reactions. So essentially, what Robert Downey Jr. said about indie film, indie film, was basically like, no, he would never do it because they're exhausting and sometimes they suck, and then you go. You know, what was I thinking? But he is interested in all different kinds of movies, but sometimes those little movies, even ones they might be good, they end up taking so much of his time or so much out of him energy-wise. And then, you know, I think he's referring to, um, because it's uh, independent, sometimes they're not as well organized or, you know, they only have, like, production or enough means to get production, like, halfway there. And so when he's saying like, hey, man, we're just running a couple days behind. You think you can stay through your birthday and then come back on 4th of July? And by the way, like, you know, could you pay for the craft services? Because we don't have any money because we've paid all the money to you. And oh, wait, by the man, when we go to Sundance, could you basically do all this work, you know, promoting the film that maybe we'll, you know, get into one theater? And uh, and and it's interesting. I mean, it's all tongue in cheek because he is bringing up this uh, quote where he says, um, you know, like, God, this is so powerful what we're doing. What do you think of the movie? You saw it last night. His reaction when you hear his tone um, is essentially like there's a sense of uh, independent filmmakers when they're when they're so involved with your project, sometimes you need to step back and see, you know, what, what you really have in front of you, whether or not it's a, a project um, worthy of all this energy. And, um, and it's, it sucks for anybody um, who's making a film to do all this hard work and then show it to an audience and they just react to it with a simple meh and it happens a lot and i'm sure it happens a lot to us uh, independent filmmakers so anyway um moving forward the idea here is like what was your gut reaction when you're reading this article or if you read it or you heard the uh, in the audio i just played um and you need to take note of what that kind of gut reaction was and the next thing is like well what does all this have to do with film marketing well, very interesting is that marketing in the press, meaning that if we're making an independent film, an uber independent film, um, we're looking for the press to help promote it, right? Um, obviously, the uh, independent film studios or um, uh, connections to the major studios have, um, you know, the press's ear because the press, what does the press need to do? And so let's look at that. How the online press works. Probably the, the number one thing to take away from the online press or anybody in general is the word incentive or incentives. And this actually you know, derives from those guys um, uh, who created Freakonomics, uh, Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dubner. And the takeaway from that book and that whole series of books is that everyone's you know, uh, motivated by incentive. And you have to ask yourself, like, well, what is the online press, you know, online bloggers, what is their incentive? Obviously, you want to get a scoop on like, you know, the biggest story that's coming out like this weekend, the Avengers 2 comes out. So if you can capitalize on some sort of subject matter with any one of those characters or, or actors, um, that's going to help do what? So let's take a look again. The incentive for most online press, most online bloggers is traffic. They need to generate a lot of traffic a lot of page views coming to their website or their article. So a blogger, you know, who's able to generate a lot of traffic and a lot of page views for whatever um, publication they are working for is gold. Um, and then sometimes they do this clickbait stuff. Now, clickbait is essentially you'll see headlines of something like some audacious headline like uh, why Martin Scorsese is the worst director in the world. You know, something like that to, to spark controversy. And obviously, this one with Robert Downey Jr. was why Robert Downey Jr. Why Robert Downey Jr. hates independent film. That's clickbait. So you click it because you're like, what? Let's read this, you know? And then and it, and it causes engagement. And when engagement is all those things that happen in the comment section, you know, like, oh, and you'll hear two sides. Like in um, in this particular article and in, in all the different uh, venues in terms um, social media platforms in terms of Google Plus, Twitter, you know, Facebook, uh, 
um, different people have been posting this, reposting it all over the place. And there's all this discussion and comments within the, uh, these smaller circles. And you'll hear like half the people going right on, man, he's talking, telling the truth. It's brutal, but he's honest. The other side is like, you know, F him, you know, you know, screw him. And they're, you know, not a Robert Downey Jr. fan anymore. And then start ragging on like, you know, wish he was still in drugs or, you know, wasn't so big headed or it's crazy. This, the kind of stuff that pops up, but what happens here is this creates engagement, which generates traffic page views and continue uh, to feed the beast for the online press. Um, online press sometimes is works off rumors because you can literally put a blog post together and simply say something like, you know, uh, did Robert Johnny Jr. just kill Marvel's franchise? You know, question mark. Just because you have a question mark in there, then you could just propose like, it's heard through the, you know, the grapevine that uh, so-and-so did this. There's no substantial truth to any of it. You just, you know, just be uh, throwing up speculation. But what, is this, what does speculation do? It creates traffic, page views, and possibly engagement. Um, so unfortunately, the online press or on online blogging world is really um, victim or <laughs> of faulty reporting because things have to go so fast. There's not a lot of time to vet the uh, articles. You, you know, you're just grabbing you know, what you hearsay from another blogger and grabbing their link and using that as your reference for, um, um, you know, news authority. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. But essentially, this is the link economy. And this comes from Ryan Holiday, who's an author of the book, uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying, a, The Confessions of a Media Manipulator. And he talks about the link economy, where bloggers grab links from other bloggers and there's not a lot of, uh, you know, um, verification of whether or not the stories are true or not. So once you understand how the online press works and how these blogs sort of generate a lot of fervor or a lot of engagement and a lot of discussion, um, the next step is to ask yourself, like, well, how does this work? Well, here's an, the number one thing to take away from this is that anger spreads. So if you need to create uh, viral uh, aspects of things um, besides cute cat videos and just kind of something unique or, or some kind of like a car chase or car wreck, like those dashboard cams you see like in Russia. Um, one other thing that really can spread is anger, which is why uh, discussions of politics or in the comments section, everything ends up, you know, uh, falling back to like religion and politics because these are very like wedge items or topics that can just create anger. And so here in the small world of the independent film community, a article comes out where a big star basically um, has an opinion about independent film or his experience with independent film. And uh, some side with like, you know, see it as tongue in cheek and how, how true it is, how they see it as true. And the others side says, no, this is not how all independent film is and like screw him to think that it's like this. And so what happens here is that anger spreads. Now, how can you use these tactics when marketing your film online? So that's just, again, kind of keep that in the back of your mind of like, okay, well, this is how the online press blogger world works. This is what their incentive is. This is what they're driven by is something in my film project worthy of, you know, anger that could be spread. Is it worthy of, um, you know, newsworthy headline, like some, some clickbait thing that can generate a lot of page views and traffic? Um, you know, you don't always have to cite a, a, a riot, but you can get the gist of like how important it is to create something that's newsworthy and viral. So getting back to Mr. Iron Man, um, right or wrong? I guess that's what uh, the question is, what you think about this or what your thoughts are. Um, let's see here. Oops, let's go back to us. If you have a question about, you know, just go ahead and shoot me, you know, uh, the Q&A app. I think you should be able to see it. It's back to my fat head here. <laughs> anyway, so my own personal views is like, I, you know, I don't take things too seriously anymore. I mean, I, what I read from that was like, oh, it's, you know, it fits the mold. It's in alignment with what Robert Downey Jr., the persona that he pres you know, presents to the world. Um, you know, very Tony Stark-ish uh, in terms of uh, his, uh, his opinions. Um, but you can see really taking away from that, I, I just kind of just took it away like, you know what? 
no matter what size of production you have, a big with a lot of money or just little, um, you really have to get your, you know, shiznick to, <laughs> together. You have to be organized. You have to be self-aware and you have to be respectful for the time of everybody who's committing to the project. Um, you know, ideally we're hoping that we're making something great. Um, but there's so much content being created, um, that there's only, you know, through history, there's only gonna be so many pro uh, projects or films that are going to uh, stand the test of time. They're going to be timeless. You know, they might be hated at first, but sometimes films have like a, like a second life and a third life and all those types of things. And I, again, for like any artist, it's, it's a hard thing because filmmaking is such a collaborative former or can be unlike me, like, <laughs> like my knucklehead having no crew, I didn't have anybody to hate except for myself. So anyway, <laughs> the, um, this concept of like putting together a film crew, it's like a camp, like, you know how it is. If you're on a four week to eight week shoot or anything like that, it's uh, it becomes like a summer camp. You become very connected and bonded with people. Oh, oh, I got something here. Let's sway and say, what's a good way for a filmmaker to brand himself before even making his film? I'm thinking we're in the times where you just have to put your face out there. All right, this is a great question. It's like, because we're hearing a lot of this stuff, like you got to build your audience or find your audience. You have to have some sort of online presence. Um, and let's just take the, I think let's take back and think to ourselves like, one, we might not even know what kind of artists we are. We might not even know what kind of, uh, message or voice or what our style is. Um, so the question is, uh, before you even start making your film, you could definitely um, just be like a champion or a curator of films you like, you know? So that way, um, right now you can probably just start a blog on, um, let's say, sci-fi films, right? So you're just, you just love certain sci-fi films, but then sort of you want to niche down. Like, it's interesting. Um, one of my favorite films this past year was Interstellar. Uh, a lot of people, you know, liked it or some people hated it or just had flaws with it. I mean, that particular film was what I was hoping it would be, um, exploring uh, deeper questions about uh, scientific uh, theories and so on. It caused me to go out and actually buy the book, The Science of Interstellar, to read more about Kip Thorne, um, the um, astrophysicist. Um, and about his work and gravitational waves and so on. But in that book, it just led me down a rabbit hole of uh, getting more out of it. So when I rewatched the film, when it finally came out on Blu-ray, um, I had a different perspective on it. Anyhow, so what I'm getting at is like, there are certain films like that um, that make you think deep, you know, think deeper. Um, I love uh, uh, Shane Carruth's stuff, obviously Primer and Upstream Color. It's just stuff that makes you kind of think, you know? So if I was smart, I probably would start like a blog <laughs> to be like, I'm a fan of these types of films. And so let's start like discussion of these types of films. And, um, and you might connect with a, a tribe, a, a group of other people that just like very specifically like, oh, I like those types of films. Have you seen this type of film? Or, you know, have you seen um, this film Coherence? Or have you seen this, you know, whatever, this, this French film? And what happens is that you develop a dialogue, a discussion. And it's and you're in nowhere in shape form are you saying that you're a filmmaker. You're just celebrating, you're curating. And what happens is as somebody stumbles upon your blogs or your insights of uh, things that you're interested in, um, you start a conversation. And it could be as small as like 10 people that spread out all over the world, but they're 10 real people. And what happens then is that if in the back of your mind going like, this is the type of film that I would love to make, then you're like, okay, at least I started the conversation. I have a place where I harness and I curate uh, some of the, the films that I love. And then you can announce to this small tribe or group that go, I'm making a film like this. I don't know if it's going to be as great as any of these things that we, we all cherish, but I'm going to give it a shot. What happens there is that even if you make it halfway decent, you'll have, I think, the buy-in from the community that you've built because they at least see you as like somebody trying. And then if you get there or they can, they want to help out because if there are fans of those types of films and they see that you are a fan of that films, but at the same time that you're going to give it a shot at making one yourself, um, you might be surprised of what rabbit hole that takes you down in terms of uh, what kind of support you get. Um, I need to do that for my own film projects and stuff that I'm working on as well. Um, 
and that gets in a whole other topic to want to get into another time, which is essentially like time management, you know, because time is so precious. And that is important because what Robert Downey Jr. was saying was time. You know, these smaller films can take so much, so much out of them, time and energy. And time is probably one of the most, or if not the most precious commodity we have. And so we have to respect that when we are working with people. I'm sure if you ever had an opportunity to work with a name actor and you're on a very small independent budget, you know, um, you're hoping that everybody just bleeds for your project. But the reality is not everybody could be on that same energy level. So, um, you know, I'm not too sure I answered your question, Jose. So, and you know, so, um, but that might be something to think about in terms of like starting from scratch and then building an audience that comes from a place that's organic and, and, uh, authentic. But, um, anyway, so yeah. So I just wanted to touch upon that topic or this very interesting hot button, um, controversy that kind of popped up with Robert Downey Jr.'s, uh, interview. Obviously he has to do all this stuff for the Avengers this weekend. And I'm actually wearing my Avengers uh, t-shirt today. Um, although I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see it this weekend. Uh, my daughter is with some kind of boy. No, anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah. So, you know, I can wrap this up. We can make it a short session. There was actually supposed to be a filmmaker that was going to join me uh, tonight. Uh, it was a young filmmaker starting out and I wanted to get a, get a, get a sense of where he was to help other filmmakers out. Oh, we'll say thank you so much. It did make sense. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so again, if you are a filmmaker that wants to jump on uh, one of these live hangouts with me, and if you, you know, if you just have questions, you know, just imagine if this is a, this is a cool thing. Just imagine like you had one hour to have a one-on-one -on -one session with some Hollywood marketing executive at a studio. I'm saying I'm not that person, but just imagine that. What kind of questions would you ask? And if you want to be on, you know, on the show, just you know, hit me up on um, at filmtrooper.com. And there's a contact uh, link down below and just shoot me your questions or introduce yourself. And if you have a film project you want to promote and maybe we can get in more discussion, more uh, deeper discussion about maybe some marketing plans or strategies behind it, um, that would be really, really helpful. Um, it's again, this platform is just here to help everyone, especially all the Uber independent filmmakers who are just out there trying to make their project and uh, trying to knock down this last barrier of marketing. And um, so, yeah, let me see here. Uh, I think we're good. Oh. oh, wait, here. Oh, here. Is this different? Oh, hey. So he's asking, is this different than a uh, hangout where we see each other on the camera? Well, this hangout, because it's a hang on, hangout on air, it gets broadcast live, and then it gets uh, posted to YouTube as a recorded uh, session. Um, Jose, if you want to join in, let me just, uh, I'm going to throw you, um, this invite. So I have a special invite code or link that, um, you can jump in on. If you have anybody else wants to jump in on, all you have to do is, um, just throw your email up into the, um, Q and A and I will send you this link. So I'm doing that right now. Let me know if you get this, um, Josue, so you should be able to see this come in. So yeah, I'll keep it going until um, we get our first guest on. So the Film Marketing Fridays, there's so many different topics. There's so many different levels of marketing because essentially what marketing is, is like a communication for a result. Like you, you're looking to get a result, whether or not it's to just get people to watch your film for free or anything like that to get numbers in the marketing world, the business world, they call it leads. You know, you get a, <clears throat> you got to get X amount of leads that eventually will become buyers. So it's like this whole sales funnel of here's the leads and how do you convert them to buyers and how do you convert those buyers to like loyal fans or loyal customers or re repeat customers. So the world of the independent filmmaker is that, you know, you're just trying to get people to watch your film and you're, then you're trying to make people to, get them to buy your film. And that's a whole nother level 
a whole other step and a whole other marketing plan and marketing messages and things, things like that. But hopefully today's lesson or what we learned from what uh, this uh, article stemmed uh, conversation from is that anger spreads or controversy spreads. And so if you have something unique about your film that could be angled or uh, in that respect, um, that could give you a leg up on other filmmakers um, who may not have a very interesting topic, unfortunately. Um, but like if I think documentaries sometimes lend themselves to a little bit more of social causes or controversial, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, topics that can give fodder, give good incentive for a blogger or the press, the online press. Because again, what does the online press need? They need those uh, page views. They need that traffic. And you'll see some, and you'll find yourself, I guarantee you'll find yourself uh, every once in a while clicking on something. You know that it's just a waste of time, but you just did it anyway. Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going, hey. Scott? I'm sorry. <laughs> good to see you. Thanks hey, for the man. invitation. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, wait, I, I pronounced it correct. Is I Josue? Yeah. Josue, yeah, you're pronouncing it right. Yeah. Now, Josue comes from, uh, I'm in Portland, Oregon. And Jose's in uh, Florida, right? Yeah, Miami, Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Yeah. Nice. See, why aren't you not at the Avengers opening? No, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy over here. You can imagine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably catch us sometime Sunday or Monday after work or something like that. Oh my God, it's so funny because, um, well, looks like my daughter is going to see it like Sunday and. I'm just supposed to drop her and her friends off, but just end up becoming just her and her, some boy. And I was just like, well, I want to go see it. My, wife, my <laughs> wife's like, no, no, we, you know, we can't let them. He's like, I got to leave them alone. And then I got to, I got to go, I got to go, uh, you know, wait the next weekend. I'm like, wow, a whole week, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to go to work with my ears. So like covered, I don't want to yeah. hear anything from anyone. Well, I like it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I go with low expectations, you know, uh, someone, you know, grew up with pop culture and loving comic books as well. It's like, you know, hell with it. Um, I'm cool with it. Like if there's a lot of comic book or movie films, um, I just, you know, I'm lucky that my wife doesn't like romantic comedies and she loves sci-fi and comic book films. So there you go. <laughs> lucky you. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> oh, no. Well, wait, you're, was your wife like romantic films? Yeah. Uh, films? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to go through that torture every now and then, but hey. So let me ask you. Let me ask you. Where are you um, with your struggles in terms of uh, what, what's the, the latest challenges you have uh, getting your film, or what kind of film, or, or do you have like? Are you just kind of stuck in direction where you want to go with uh, your next film or something? Well, a little bit of everything. Um, uh, I do feel like I'm stuck in a sense because um, I have these all these great ideas, but because I'm an independent filmmaker like you, and you know, like you, kind of limited as far as. Uh, what I can do with with that idea, you know, as far as budget and money wise. So I'm always, you know, trying to train myself to come up with these concepts that that are low budget, that are manageable, there that could actually happen. And um, one of the things is that I'm trying to come up with the themes for for these films, and then try to build upon that as far as our branding, you know, and mm -hmm. trying to get that that audience to come in as I develop the film. You know, just to build the buzz and, you know, it doesn't, I'm not promoting directly, hey, this is what I'm doing, but kind of like build conversation that will form part of the films. So, which is why I was asking you what, you know, what is a good way to approach, you know, the audience or getting, a, building a community. So, that's the position that I'm in, you know, trying to see if I can build a community. At a point, I felt I was just too scattered. I was a little bit over here, over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I kind of want to refine things and narrow things down and I'm like, this is where I'm going where it's, you know, it's kind of like in the gray area. It's not too black and too white, but it's kind of like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, it's just, it's just mm -hmm. my, my, my jabs, my jabs. And then when the fill comes, you know, the right hook, you know, but I'm building towards that. So that's been my struggle. Um, you know, I kind of want to train my, I'm sorry, I want to train my, <laughs> my, train myself to just work towards that, you know, so. Cause I'm, I mean, you know, a lot of people are in this, like a boat of like, okay, we have a full-time job, right. Or whatever it might be in, in family. Right. So like, where do you, how do you get focused and, um, go like, okay, what can I do that I know that I can do, um, with the equipment that I have or resources I have in front of me that I'm going to feel creatively satisfied, you know, that leads, gets me to the next step. 
And um, I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. I, I remember uh, I've, I've written up so many different like projects that like take me down and I'll stop halfway. Cause I'll think to myself like, Oh crap, I just wrote like a million dollar scene right there. That's, right. Not, that's not going to work. Um, and um, so with that said, like to help you out is trying to find out what your, what your daily life, your habit is first. And it's funny that, you, that this, we're actually having this conversation. I was doing that this afternoon because um, I'm trying to become more efficient at Film Trooper. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things too that I'm trying to help other filmmakers with, but I'm trying to be, make sure that I can be very focused and direct and um, utilize about 20% of my time, but get 80% of that effort. Um, uh, Pareto, it was a Pareto, Pareto? I forget the law, the guy's name, Peretti. I, I, I said it in one of my films. Yeah, the 80-20. Yeah. So for something like you is kind of look at what your lifestyle is and then say, just keep that, like in terms of your you know, work-life balance, like you got to work, you got family. Okay, then where does your your times put aside for when you need to you know, make your art? And then with that said is not maybe get, maybe simplify it in terms of, um, the direction and the focus on community. Like I said, if you have in the mind kind of the type of film that you want to make, um, then maybe just start again, being a champion, a curator. And all that means is like you have a Facebook page or you have a Google plus page or a, or a blog. You really want to like a, a, a website that you can blog that you're just grabbing maybe articles or like, Oh, I just saw like just stuff that you would normally do anyway. Right. Just, Stuff that you're already interested in, so you're kind of going through and say, um, I don't, I don't know. What, what? Let's talk about what kind of films that you really like. Like, or do you have an idea of like? You don't have to tell us what your film's about, but like, if it was to match up to other types of films that you are fans of, um, can you explain a little bit more about that? I guess uh, most of the, most of the films that, that that I enjoy are pretty much under the uh, thriller drama genre. Um, they usually have some sense of uh, either faith element or motivational element to it um give me give me like give me like five movies that you enjoy uh, of that genre okay uh let's see uh you've seen prisoners i have not no okay wait wait wait. prisoners wait wait prisoners uh hugh, hugh jackman yeah, yeah that's right and uh jake gyllenhaal right. jake, yeah. yeah and um movies like like that or um what else i can tell you um i, I also like you know actions so probably like the equalizer you okay. know, not too crazy explosion type of movies, you know, but it really focuses on the character and um, what other type of movies, um, you know, Mystic River, um, oh, okay. you know, movies like that. Um, also trying to see if I can, you know, come up with movies that kind of represent the city as well. And that's kind of been a strategy for me, trying to build a community of uh, video creators within, within my city. Mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, trying to highlight that. Um, so yeah, Man on Fire. I'm, I'm a big Tony Scott um, fan. Yeah, so most of Tony yeah. Scott's films. I, I really love Deja Vu, Man on Fire. Yes, um, have it happened to him at the end, but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, stuff, stuff like that, man. Okay, so here we go. We got um, and the guy did Equalizer. Also did uh, Training Day and Quan. Right. What's his foot? I forgot his last name, but. Uh, anybody from the end of that <laughs> but anyway so we got so tony scott's style or um uh, anquan i think is in the, his first name is a uh, very good very good directors and very specific to that kind of style of film now it's interesting because new as an independent um it's like um what's fascinating to me is about this article this whole thing about robert downey jr talking about independent film is um, where he, he's kind of like mocking like those uh, independent filmmakers who get so wrapped up in their art or, or their belief that they have something great. Like, man, isn't this stuff great? And like he's stepping from, uh, from the outside looking in like, no, it's kind of mediocre. It's kind of lame, actually. You know, it's like there's a thing that we all have to do as artists is become uh, self-aware. Right. So even though you have aspirations to do the Tony Scott style, you know, a film, because in, in your head, that's all you've seen or maybe perhaps now it's like, okay, you're taking inventory and taking stock of what you do already have. Like what, you know, maybe it's only an iPhone. Like maybe that's all I have, but I have iPhone. I have an iPhone. I live in Miami. Like you said, there's a whole beautiful sort of, uh, rhythm and a character to the city that you live in, you know? So 
how can I create something um, that has the underlying uh, themes or stories or, or tension and drama that, that all these movies that I like, but I'm going to have to tell it through a different lens. You know, I'm gonna have to, uh, and the only way you can do it is like look at your equipment and start filming some stuff. And what happens there is that the footage that you get, that's the kind of film that you got to think in your head. Like, okay, this is the type of film I'm going to be able to make. Not, I mean, because I know that if I look at this, my iPhone, but in my head, I'm thinking Tony Scott and I, and I get disappointed <laughs> when I look at my iPhone, I'm like, oh crap, it looks nothing like it. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just all this kind of stuff. So, um, that was really, it's really helpful to get to that place where you're kind of like, all right, this is what it is. Like, you know what? Um, okay. Maybe not take it too seriously. It's just simply like, this is my world. Um, I know I could rattle off like a clip or two here and there in between my work life and family life. Um, but I love having these conversations about these types of films. So I should just do it. I mean, it's like you're to just push everything outside and, and, and not worry about like, um, almost like eliminate as much noise as possible. Um, I, I've, I've done something too where, you know, when I was learning all this stuff about online business, online mar marketing, I would stop. I, I just got too much information. There's there's a great quote. Um, I think it came from uh, the guy's a copywriter now, Rainmaker.fm, mm -hmm. uh, Brian Clark. He was saying, uh, there's a quote, I don't know who said it, who wrote it, but essentially is, we are drowning in information. We are in the age of drowning in information and we're starving for wisdom. Wow. So there's like, there's just way too much information out there. There's way too much content. So we need to, we need leaders, people like you to like strip down the noise and become like a curator and a champion of one specific thought, whatever that might be. So you, you said you like dramas and thrillers and there's, but there's some faith aspect to it. Um, you know, you got to drill down deep and like find out what that core is, what that through line is. You know, you know, if you're writing a story anyway, those are the things you're going to discover about right. your story, that, that those types of themes and the spine of your story. Well, the same could be told true to the whole cause or the things that you're interested in. And what that does, it gets you focused. Then that'll, that'll get you focused on like, okay, I'm going to do um, these types of films. So let me just be somebody who curates and champions or have this, a place for discussion and utilizing some of the things we just saw into like this session of film marketing Fridays, um, finding ways to not say generate controversy, but like maybe your headline or what you share on Google plus or Facebook in, in, in groups or communities of, uh, you know, of other filmmakers, like you might say, like, are you a fan of, you know, mystic river or, fan of like certain movies that you're trying to tie into he goes did you hear about this crazy story so somebody might go oh i love the equalizer what's this crazy story and then you don't even have to write it you just found the story you know <laughs> the right, whole right. point is, but the whole point is that you become this uh catalyst for discussion and then if you can uh get them into this place um you know um oh sorry real quick somebody's my wife's wondering where my daughter is. She's, she's like, she's walking home. Oh, no, no, that's that's fine. <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, so you can do something like that, and you, you just want to kind of get the conversation started to see if you have like-minded people, and then um, maybe do something very specific to like Miami video makers or filmmakers. Uh, but even you know, narrow it down like what's the great things about the city or or something like that. Um, it's kind of hard because, like I said, there's only so much energy and time that you can expend, right? right. So you really you want to just push out the noise and maybe just make it real basic, which is like I've got to become a champion and a somebody who loves this type of thing, and let me just talk about that because that's gonna that's gonna keep you motivated from now until like a year, you know, or two years, like where you don't even think about it because it's, it's just habit, you know, you know, you're you're just doing something anyway, like I. We all get sucked into, you know, Facebook or Google Plus or Twitter and you just get stopped because you'll stop because somebody has something interesting to share or there's something crazy to watch. And you, and you like a few seconds here, a few minutes here, but before you know it, you're in a time suck. So if you can kind of strip it away and go, you know what, I only do social media half hour a day or one hour a day. You know, it's like it's like it's a real conscious effort to be like, 
this is where I'm going to do it. And don't worry, you're not going to miss out on anything because whatever happened during that day has, you know, like Facebook is really great at going, I'm going to grab all the stuff that's trending and put it at top of your newsfeed anyway. So whatever you missed during the day, don't worry, it's going to be there by the end of the day. So um, this feeling of never missing out. But um, so you can get that into your own lifestyle or what your your patterns of your, of your work-life balance is. And then it'll give you clarity because you're like, cool. All I need to know is I got to build a community of people that are fans of these types of films. That's all you have to do. Don't even worry about anything else. Just start finding people and sharing information of, you know, of that topic specifically. Then um, when it gets to that next strategy of when you're trying to deal with your film, like I said, um, be honest with yourself and have that self-awareness of like, my film is going to look like this. These are the limitations, but that's okay because I'm going to, I'm going to, even though I aspire to Tony Scott style stuff, but I really know that I can still get to the nitty gritty of the character and story and drama and suspense, even, you know, if it's just two cats, you know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Um, there's another thing you could do too. If you get stuck uh, for anybody who's out there who, who wants to be a director or they're waiting for like their writer or find the right story, um, it's, uh, one trick that you can do is grab like famous, famous, the most famous short stories ever. Something maybe like Edgar Allan Poe, like, you know, Do the Raven or, you know, or Tale, uh, Tale of Two Hearts. You know, it's a short story like that and do a uh, film interpretation of it and then film that wherever it might be. The, the, thought, the thought here is that you get to test your, your skill out or work on your skill as a director because you as a director being an interpreter of a very strong story. So the whole thing is like, if you can effectively tell or, or create a short film based off some of the most famous short stories ever, you know, told, you know, at least the foundation of the story is solid because it has time behind it. It has, you know, critics and has scholars behind it saying this is one of the most famous well-told short stories ever. Your job as a director is uh, how do you interpret that into a film medium, and uh, that way there's no excuse. Because that way, if you if you f it up, <laughs> then uh, you're kind of like, okay, maybe I'm not that good of a director, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you, you can't blame the script being that great or like that kind of stuff. It's like no, uh, because you are you're you're taking something that has great foundation. How that mean? How that? How does that apply to you? Um, you know. If you're, you can take something that has those elements that have a suspense, thriller, drama element to it, um, and maybe it was a Shakespeare short story or something like that, you know, that has those things. You're like, you know what, just for, you know, shits and giggles for my community of people that I've curated, that I've harnessed, that I share these types of um, uh, enthusiasm about these types of movies, I'm going to do a short film set in, you know, Miami, um, modern day time. And I'm going to shoot it on an iPhone and it has this style or whatever. And I could share that with them. And then it just, it's, it sets up the, um, the foundations of like, cool, you're, you're a filmmaker and you're talking about these topics and we're with you and we're excited. Or maybe like, I'd love to help out or get, Oh my God, you know what? I like what you're doing. I got a buddy who has a red or I have a buddy, you know what I mean? You never know. It's, you just have to build that, um, connections and communities and see where it leads down. And that's the beauty of independent film in terms of response to Robert Downey Jr.'s um, comments is that sometimes you just find like-minded people that are just enthusiastic to help you. But if you start the spark, you know, and you become like the, the lead and, and having very clear ideas about what you stand for, or what you're really interested in, maybe you don't know what you stand for. Maybe you don't even know what your style is, but you do know what you like. I mean, other people will probably like the same thing you like. So if you can start it and have a place for people to push the noise out of the way and have a very clear sort of conversation of what your website or what your topics, the things that you, that you like, um, helps the other people come in, know where they at. Because nothing's more frustrating than coming to a website and seeing too many options, you know, because it's like I, I, I'm not too sure what is available on the site, you know, or what the, what this – what this person's blogging style or what they're what they stand for what what is their soapbox you know so that's something to think about i don't know if that would help or if that's helped any bit you know oh definitely it 
It does. At least that advice does help. And, I, and my, my fear has always been, you know, uh, what you mentioned in the beginning, of drowning, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, that idea. And, uh, for example, you know, like what you said, you know, film marketing, uh, the marketing can get so overwhelming. Yeah, and it's just nonstop. That's, that's marketing itself is a monster. Yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to, this whole ex, whole journey is trying to find a way that marketing's fun and it's almost like habit. Like it's not even, it's not work anymore. It's where marketing is nothing more than a form of communication, but a form of communication to get a result. So um, where you don't have to be such like a, like a marketing master. Like I think if we keep it real basic, like I said, is that let's start with what you're really interested in because that's the only way you're going to have the longevity into anything is that you have interest in it. I mean, right. the worst thing is to like, like go into a go, I'm going to make a zombie film. I don't even like zombies, but just because I know I can make something cheap and it's a hot, you know, there's that genre seems to always be hot or whatever it might be. Then you make a film, but there's something behind it that's not authentic because you really don't have any interest in like zombies or vampires or whatever it might be. Right. And you sort of just compromise because even on an independent level, you still compromised because you thought like this still might be the most practical thing you could shoot, the pr most practical thing you can make in a, in a short time frame, and possibly give you a leg up in, you know, your next you know career move. Um, but if you're going to have any authentic sort of connection behind it, you got to have some love behind it. And, and because you're in, in, in it for the long haul, uh, you want to be able to have these conversations with your fans or about a particular topic that even when the film is done, you're still having conversations about something more, uh, more deep. Like I always mentioned interstellar, I could see something like where there's a need to have more discussion about the theories and the concepts of what's really happening in space, you know, uh, technology and science and things like that. Like, now the conversation just left the film and it just went into a whole nother exciting topic of other, you know, interstellar, you know, planetary space travel, you know, until like the next film comes out, which is the Martian, you know, with Matt Damon and that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, like just reading that book and how scientifically uh, grounded that thing was, it was exciting. So it's like, you can see if somebody was a curator of those specific types of films uh, and they were probably out there, you can, join that community and have this visceral co uh, conversation. Uh, you want to get to that place where your films, um, where your film is just part of the, the conversation. Like it's not the end all. I think that's the thing where I took from Robert Downey Jr.'s um, quote or what he was saying was that, you know, sometimes we're, again, we're so wrapped up in the film being so precious that it means everything. But the reality is maybe it doesn't mean as much as you think it means. Maybe it's just a portion of a larger conversation. And and so it's just like it's it's like a side note. Um, you know, when we there's a lot of people making like a YouTube stars, they make they're making films, they're making feature films, but then they're back doing what they normally do. It's not like you know, they're, they're, they they haven't like like left jump YouTube to be like, all we do, okay, now I'm done with YouTube and now I'm making feature films, and that's all I'm doing. Because they they haven't lost their um, their identity, they haven't lost their their passion, which is still doing these like small homegrown sort of videos, and they're connecting with the community, and you know they don't know any different. Like them making a feature film was just like something fun, that's not as precious, and it did you know much better than a lot of independent filmmakers who got all wrapped up and like this is it, like like all their eggs are in this one basket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it'd be really fun for you because I know that you know you know, we've, we've connected over a year or so. And I was thinking like, um, now that I know what your interests are, it'd be really cool to see that you know, stuff you start posting on uh, Google plus or something like that of just your passion about those types of films and might even do something where you go, Oh, Hey, I'm going to recreate the scene from a man on fire or, you know, um, gosh, what is your favorite Tony Scott film? Let me ask you that. Uh, I, I love deja vu. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen it. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was a, it has a little sci-fi in there. I don't know what it is about Tony Scott's, um, he has this, he does these things with these long lenses. I yeah. don't know, like it's like he, he shoots like, uh, his, like the zoom, but it's like still close up, but it's set, it's like long lenses. Yeah. 
something like that, especially with Top Gun and stuff like that. But it's like even uh, um, Crimson Tide, and um, is that it's it has this epicness to it, and it's really fun. The challenge could be like, I'm going to recreate this scene from Tony Scott's movie or whatever, Deja Vu. We're going to be set in Miami, um, and then but I use my iPhone or I use my DSLR, and, right. and just like and as just as a fan. So then you can then you share that on your YouTube channel or your blog posts or whatever it is, and you're just what you're doing is you're you're sprinkling in like moments of your filmmaking uh, passion to this community that you are sharing your blog about in terms of the, these types of movies, and then you can probably dig deeper into why you like those stories, and like I mean then ask your community why do you like these stories? This is why I like these stories. Like, I don't know why these particular films just make me go, oh, this is why I want to be a filmmaker, you know? Yeah. And you might not know it until you start exploring your, uh, by sharing a post. And these posts that you write can be very short, you know? There's no rules that anything has to be long. So not to kill your time, like you've got your family, you got, you know, work, and you have this passion. Just know, like, you know what? Tonight, I just want to talk about um, this. And here's my two my two cents thoughts on why this was such a great scene in this movie. And that's it. And then, you know, and then you maybe do a little screenshot of what the scene was. And then th later that weekend, he says, okay, I recreated the scene. And here's my iPhone version of it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know where it goes. The thing is that people will, what people will see is somebody being authentic, somebody being real. And so when it comes time to make the the leap to make your movie, um, you will have a community of like-minded people that you can pull from and who knows, they might actually come to your rally to support you. And here's the thing with Film Trooper, it's trying to cover like entrepreneurship and then Film Marketing Fridays is trying to focus on marketing. It doesn't really say like, this is the type of films that we're focusing on. This is like trying to cover like all of uber independent film and i probably should like categorize it's for the uber independent the ones that don't have don't live in la that don't have literally have no connections with anybody notable that's going to make them succeed in the traditional sense this is for the people that are making a film on whatever means they have they're posting it online where they can sell it directly through vimeo on demand or vhx and they're just asking themselves well how do i market it better and this is what Film Marketing Fridays is all about. And so I, I probably have to get much better at clarifying that message of who this targeted audience is and who I'm trying to help. But like I said, if I make it, I might make a next film, but it has no interest to like 75% of the people that w tune into the show. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, we talked about, you know, Jason Brubaker does a great job of it because he says, you know, um, filmmakers are not necessarily the audience you want to build because there's so yeah. many people that are interested in so many different other types of films. There might be, you know, people listening to this conversation right now and going, Oh God, I can't stand Tony Scott. You know, <laughs> it's like, right, right, you know yeah. I mean, it's like, so, but, um, but they're interested in like, well, how would you make a film on an iPhone like Tony Scott? You know, that's what they might be yeah. interested in, but they're not, might not be interested in actually what you uh, are talking about, which is why I'm trying to get narrowed down here is to help give you clarity of, don't worry about trying to make like a, a blog post about the ins and outs of filmmaking, you know, maybe get real specific about the, the subject matters and the type of directors and the type of films you like. And then that way, whoever comes to your site or comes to harness in your community, when it comes time to strike the jab, jab, right hook, when you do that right hook by D Gary V, you'll have, it, everything will be in alignment because it's not like you, talked about Tony Scott films and, um, you know, these types of genre films. And all of a sudden you come out with uh, a romantic comedy for your wife. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not like your audience goes, Whoa, you just threw a curveball at us. Like what happened to, what happened to the alignment here? You know, it's right. like, then you're like, Oh, well, I kind of had to make this romantic comedy cause my wife wanted it. And, uh, it's the only thing I can make in my, my living room with my iPhone. It's yeah. like, well, you know, that's cool, but we really wanted to see you do something on the dirty streets of Miami, the, right. the heat, the, the, the shady side, you know, the Scarface thing. I don't know, whatever it might be. Yeah, so, it, it makes total sense. It makes total sense.
so I, I gabbed a lot, but if you have any other questions, um, if not, I mean, you should come back on like, uh, next week, Maybe yeah, we for keep, sure. keep, keep track of it. Uh, like say, Oh, Hey, Hey, so what'd you do? Um, did you get any clarity and did you come back next week? And, um, and did you start something like, Hey, you know what? I, you could, you could say like, I, I came to a conclusion that I'm just going to focus my 20% after work or whatever on this thing. And then we can see how that works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and I've been doing it and I think I'm making progress, you know, because uh, like any filmmaker right after film school, you know, you just want to take over the world and devour everything from learning about new programs and learning about all the cameras. And then you get into marketing, you want to direct, you want to produce, you want to do so much and you become so overwhelmed. And, and on top of that, you, you're looking for work, you know, yeah. so it, it, it comes to a moment where you just need to start sacrificing some things. For, so for me, you know, I started, you know, dropping clients, you know, I'm not doing any more video productions. I'm just dedicating to my full-time jobs, you know, no more gigs in the weekends because that just kind of takes time away from me, from my family. And more importantly, or another thing that's important, you know, my ideas, you know, because there's times where I'm working on, on, on someone's project and, and, I, and, and behind my head, I'm like wishing, you know, wow, I, I could have been spending my time writing you know, or planning my idea. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I even stopped reading, you know, of filmmaking articles and stuff like that because it's, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if I learn about the ins and outs of the red camera or the airy camera or all these expensive cameras anymore because there's no point. And it's just a waste yeah. of time. <laughs> you got to get, you got to get to the nitty gritty, which is like, right. film. but really what's behind the film is like, I got to tell a good story because right. If you could tell a really great story with even your iPhone, then people will take notice. And in the marketing thing is not to get overwhelmed either. It's just like, I got to pick a group of people. First, not in people. I first got to pick something that I know that I enjoy that if I can step outside my body and go, if I was searching online and I came across this magical website that talked about these types of things and did such a great job of curating all like the best movies or movies I never heard of before. Like, again, I haven't seen prisoners yet, but the whole point is, if somebody spoke to me in that respect, it'd be like, you know, um, like I said, there's, there might be a lot more like scientific, um, or sci-fi movies or, uh, like interstellar and like uh, the upcoming Martian or like, I love contact, all these types of films. Somebody might you know, make a list. I probably should do it. Just make a list you know, and be like, and then just be like, uh, what films I haven't seen. And then in the community, we'll share with you. Have you seen this independent film or have you seen this is a great one? You know, and before you know it, you've removed all the clutter and you've given yourself clarity. And, um, and that's all you need really to start with marketing, I think, is just have that clarity. But I think it's great that you just point out like you have stopped doing so many things because what, you know, Steve Jobs is famous for that. You know, there's great power in saying no. Saying no gives you focus and knowing what to say no to is really, really important. And it's hard because you'll see a lot of stuff always floating around that will lead you down the shiny object to lead you down a rabbit hole, which is like, ah, too much information. For me personally, like I said, I was devouring so much internet marketing stuff that I've had to stop. And I realized I've only followed a handful of people now because I've chosen to be like, I like the way they teach it. I right. like the way they present their, their information. Um, and I stopped, you know, signing up for other people's stuff. And in the filmmaking world, there's, you know, I stopped reading Variety and, uh, you know, um, The Hollywood Reporter because I realized it doesn't have any reference, you know, relevance to me anymore. Like I'm, I'm in a world of, we are all in a world of just trying to make a, a visual story and then sell it to, to a very small group of people online. Right. And it, you realize that almost has nothing to do with the Hollywood system because I don't live in Hollywood anymore, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. but anyway. But it's cool that we're in the same boat. And uh, yeah, for sure, next Friday I'll, I'll join you. Yeah, hit me up. Um, I'll let you know if, um, oh, see, next Friday. I should be able to do it, come back late. Um, I'm on a field trip. I think a field trip. I think I'm on a field trip with my daughter. So we were coming back late. So it'd be like another seven o'clock session or something. Cool. But I'll let you know. Well, it's, uh, it's 11 now over here, so <laughs> well, everyone's asleep. <laughs> awesome. Well, let me uh, close out here real quick. Cool. I got to pay my version of paying the bills. Uh, if you have stuck around this long for the hour-long session, um, for those of you who don't know, 
whoops, here it goes. Yeah, if we were just talking about getting stuck trying to make a film, um, I offer a free equipment list of everything I use to make my feature film uh, for $500 without a crew. It's over at freegearguide.com. Again, it's just helpful if you're stuck because you can see like, you know, it's, it's fun going through the equipment list. Like, oh, what did he use? Oh, I've got that. I got that. Oh my God, I have a better camera than he did. You know, whatever it might be. Just give you inspiration of what can be made for so little. So again, if you head over to freegearguide.com, you can get this um, free equipment list. And that pretty much wraps it up for this session. Whoops. Of, oops, sorry. I don't know what happened here. There you go. Film Marketing Fridays. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the Avengers. If you like that kind of stuff, I love it. I'm going to be fine uh, with if, whether or not it's not as good as the first one. It's all good to me. Anyway, Josue, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, take care, man. Thank you for the invitation. All right. I'm going to stop this broadcast. Here we go.